she goes on an adventure to find the hidden order because uh, she's a nerd, right? She's super into it. Uh, and this is when she disappears. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, young girl goes into uncharted territories never to be seen again. Uh, I... I can't say I saw it coming, but I can say to go check out our Kaisa episode. Check out our like, it's like sorry, name it off the list of all like the little girls who went on an adventure and never came home. Um, uh, or our favorite little girl, who's a grown man, Edward Zotagello. <laughs> Ed, bring Edward back, Riot, you bring cowards. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 135. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Edge. What is up, everybody? I hope you were paying attention, and then you can be hitting us up at podcastcore at gmail.com and being like, hey, I caught the hint, and I knew what was coming. Otherwise, we're going to make fun of you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want to be a part of the in crowd? Huh? Yeah. Don't you want to be one of the bullies? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so hedge told you where, where you can reach us housekeeping up top you can listen to us everywhere so if you're listening to us somewhere right now and you want to go somewhere else we're there too we're everywhere uh visit us <laughs> at podcastcore.com for all of our info remember it's c-o-r and then follow us on all the platforms that helps us with discoverability we don't really have marketing so thank you and then follow us um on the platform of choice like that and then comment there and or if you only do one thing word of mouth tell a friend to forget who they are by listening to the casuals of rotera podcast uh yeah so this we're excited to announce that we're switching over to a soap opera and i have amnesia (laughs) (laughs) um we're talking about neela which we kind of hinted at in the last episode towards the end, if you finish the whole thing. And this episode is called Miss Nobody. And yes, it's pronounced Neela. Uh, they Neela. even say it in the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and if you were, if you, this is not a surprise to you and you caught my hint, you're one of my favorite people out there because that was, <laughs> I've, I felt like I was being clever with that hint. <laughs> Take us into it. Let's get started. The spell. Yes. All right. So the spell that we're going to talk about today uh, is going to be Tidal Invocation. Mm -hmm. So Tidal Invocation is a two mana fast speed spell and it has deal one damage to a unit and spawn one for each damage dealt. Uh, So this I already like I'm a fan of this card because of the fact that it is a, you know, a little ping, essentially like a dagger, except that it has a spawn unit onto it. So at worst case scenario, you are dealing one damage and making a one, one and uh, having the blocker out there or potentially going wide. If you're in an aggressive strategy is always going to be something that's nice. And of course, you know, Card games, there are ways to try to make it more damage so that spawn is going to be a little bit bigger. And that's always a fun thing to start playing around with. So this is a spell I'm really fond of. Uh, Of course, we would be remiss if we don't talk about the little flavor text on here. Uh, And it is only the only the most learned can bend the elements to their will. 
And once we get into like Neela's story of fun fact, she's a nerd. All right. <laughs> so she's, she's well learned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's well learned. Um, um, yeah. This, this is a neat little hint at some stuff. Uh, this takes place in Bilgewater, sorta. So you're used to tentacles. We've talked a lot about other champions that. You know what? I I, I want to go down this tentacle joke route, but we're not going to do that. We're, <laughs> we're going to go. No. We're going to go to the follower. And, I, I, and I'm always going to stop you, anyways, because it's like there's there's a reason that I'm picking a card that actually spawns a tentacle because <laughs> of the story. All right, like there's like there's a reason okay and it's not the reason that your dirty mind is thinking of. oh okay Hatch. How, Listen, we have how, over am episodes. One, how am i the one telling you to calm down like why are our roles reversed here okay, hang on okay. a second go go to the follower all right, all right go, let's get out of here all right uh so we're gonna talk about today the wizened helmsman all right so the wizened helmsman is a seven energy or seven mana five five and it has on the play manifest two different elemental spells. You've played this game. They cost zero this round. Um, so any kind, any kind of card that then gives you card advantage and also gives you free spells, that's going to be good. All right. Like it, I like, I'm not. This isn't necessarily like one of those game breaking cards because the seven yeah. energy, like seven mana, is a that's it's a steep game. cost. But the even so, like if you get to a point where you can drop this out, like a one seven mana spell or a seven mana creature that is going to give you two c cards of advantage that you could instantly cast for free that's powerful all right like there's the potential of this card is going to be ridiculous period mm -hmm. um so this is not something that you should gloss over but of course like the reason i'm going to be talking about it for two reasons but only one of them right now uh so the and that reason is going to be with the flavor text all right and it is a direct quote from the wizened helmsman and the mind is a river over time, the dedication of its flow carves the faces of the mountains, and like the mind, with momentum, it may grow ever wider and touch new shores. And it this is giving a lot of information as far as like into the story that we're about to go mm -hmm. that we're about to dive into is specifically as far as the mind being compared to a river, or specifically just a river. Hmm. What could that mean? Maybe Ryan will tell us what that means. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe I'll tell you about this episode's sponsor. We don't have one. All right, let's talk about Neela. Uh, email us at podcastcore.gmail.com <laughs> if you would like to sponsor this episode. <laughs> All right, so we start in Bilgewater. And in Bilgewater, Neela is known as a perpetual smiling monster slayer. So I'm not talking about Shaco. Even though I would like to be talking about Shaco. Oh um, my goodness. Like, please, please just add Shaco into this card game so I don't have to listen to this man talk about Shaco anymore. Right. Please let me redo his lore. I can do it. <laughs> but yeah, so she's constantly in search of new challenges and ways to overcome them, uh, specifically monsters. And her origins are unknown to others, but deep down, she kind of knows her origins. 
But she knows one thing, in her past, she was a different person with a different name. And the first thing you may think of is Kaisa. And we'll get there. <laughs> we, oh, we will get there. We will get there. But um, this is also why we're transitioning into making a soap opera because we have amnesia. <laughs> All right, and um, I'm going to take on the role of Calculon for for our new show. Right? <laughs> I'm so excited, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. Over a hundred characters. One of them has to have amnesia or multiple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So we get a little flashback here, and not really a flashback, but more insight into the past, where as a Kathkani child, she is more studious than adventurous. The Neela you know in game, the Neela you know now was not the Neela then. She was not a warrior at all. And Kothkan was in a time of peace since the events of Kamavor, I said Kamavor, Kamavor, a thousand <laughs> years prior. Now, for my Runation book listeners, you guys are more familiar about the details of that past. For only like our main episode listeners, we've talked about Camavore at length, and you know how imperialist they were, and Kothkan was one of their targets. And yeah, um, as far as if you want like the main episode listeners, the most with the Camavore details that we go into would be like our episodes following Viego mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the other Shadow Isle characters that were present at the Ruination. Yes. And she enjoys reading as a youngster. Um, you know, got to get those book club points, right? Uh, hey. For those who aren't listening to the book club, check out our book club episodes so you can have some points for the fair. All right, fine, um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and she mainly likes reading about the age of heroes and collecting their old tales. And her favorite story is The Cycle of Ashlesh. That's a... Let me try it again. Ashlesh. Got to do the vocal exercises before. Yeah, I, that's a tough I'm not one. even going to repeat you because I don't know if I can get it right. Um, Ashlesh. Ashlesh. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, we said it, so it is. So in this story, she attempts to, or Ashlesh, the demon, attempts to consume the realm of gods, but is struck down and trapped in the seventh layer of the underworld, kind of like a Dante's Inferno style um, of telling. And this is a major mention here. I want to take a pause because we've never really talked about the underworld in Runeterra, we've talked about damn near every type of other type of world and realm and um, existence and fugue state, but this is the first time we're mentioning the underworld. Um, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because a lot of what we cover is essentially parallel worlds that coexist with Runeterra, and uh, especially with you you could basically kind of throw a dart at a dartboard of our yeah. episodes and we're going to make comparisons to some other kind of fantasy story or some kind of other mythology and every other fantasy story mythology references the underworld right yeah. so the fact that we kind of went this long without touching on it is um i don't know if that's kudos to us or <laughs> shortcoming you know let us know like reach out to us and let us know what you think <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but there, Ashlesh, because, you know, the standard demons can't be killed, they can only be contained, um, is guarded by a mythical order of heroes. Now we have another um, representation. And the closest thing, and we'll talk about this at the end, uh, that we can think of is like Pantheon, 
right? As far as is he involved? He's technically a monster or a god hunter um, at, in a sense. So that's our first kind of link. Yeah. Um, and that would be and like that could open up the doors of very like, I mean, not just like open the doors wide open. We're, we're talking about kicking them in at yeah. that point, because that would mean that the reaches of the aspects is not restrained to Mount Targon. Mm -hmm. And maybe Mount Targon is just like the closest conduit to the aspects. Um, so if the this would be the first time we're talking about the aspects uh, out this far east of Targon, it'd be insane. Um, but we could also be looking at like Shin in the spirit world. I mean, spirit world and underworlds and a lot of mythologies go hand in hand. It could be that. This is just something we don't know a lot about yet. Yeah, and Shen's not going to tell you. We will, though. We'll get there. <laughs> Shen, we'll, Shen we'll ain't going to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> So she realizes that if when she collects these stories and she goes through it, technically that place where it's trapped would be at the heart of the Kafkani capital. And she goes on an adventure to find the hidden order because uh, she's a nerd, right? She's super into it. Uh, and this is when she disappears. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, young girl goes into uncharted territories, never to be seen again. Uh, I, I can't say I saw it coming, but I can say to go check out our Kaisa episode, check out her, <laughs> like, it's like start naming off the list of all, like the little girls who went on an adventure and never came home. Um, <laughs> Um, or our favorite little girl, who's a grown man, Edward something <laughs> Ed, Bring Edward back, Riot, you bring cowards. <laughs> we know him to live. We know him to be alive. <laughs> so when we say she disappears, we mean it. Like her face, voice, name, everything is erased from the memory of everyone in Runeterra. From history yeah. in general, papers disappear, any type of documentation, so she has no... Uh, place of origin she just doesn't exist anymore yeah it, it's really interesting as far as the level that she is has disappeared at because it's um it's almost like a time paradox kind of mm -hmm. deal um and so like what if zillion was involved in this crap we don't know because mm -hmm. again she went on an adventure and then everyone forgot so yeah. we don't know if it is a time paradox thing uh We've talked a lot as far as in our Akathia episodes bringing up Zillion. Uh, you know, a lot of his plight came about because of the void. Uh, the void doesn't just kill you. It erases you from existence. Mm -hmm. Did she somehow survive the void and just came back 10 years later? Like, we don't know we, because there's no nothing out there to tell us of what it happened. Yeah. And like most stories, I mean, shoot, if you even Alice in Wonderland, right, when she goes into Wonderland, she disappears. Um, but 10 years later, she reappears. But when she comes back, she's a different woman, essentially. And, you know, a stranger to her homeland, she constantly also has this smile that she's wearing and always is, like, unendingly joyous. And this is this is cool because it's a, it's a story about adventure, right? It's a person who is joyous, smiling, and always looking forward to the next thing, uh, slaying monsters with a smile on your face. But she's always has this hint of darkness that could, could have occurred because, remember, we're talking about the underworld. And we were talking about her search for a mystical order that dealt with demons. So we don't know if, like, possession is involved, which is something that has been, that has 
happened before. You have creatures mm-hmm. like Nocturne that exist, right? You have these dark presences that despite them manifesting in a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed girl on an adventure, it could be some demon inside of her, right? right Who knows? Ten years? I, yeah, like this is this is an interesting thing because it's like we don't since we know so little of what happened down there, we just kind of have to take like Neela at her word at this yeah. point. And this story is basically saying that this is a, something that's known only to Neela. So mm-hmm. it's like take Neela at her word. Well, what's her word? She just looks at you, shrugs and smiles, and that's <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> so like yeah. We, we this may be a detail that we may never know. It may be a detail that we may not want to know because it is the underworld. Yeah, yeah. And there's rumors that start to spin up as she comes back because she's slaying monsters, right? No one knows for sure. In Bilgewater, you kind of don't ask questions. And she gave herself that name, Neela, as well. So we don't even know what her original name is because no one would know. It was erased from existence. And she begins her journey fresh out of the quote-unquote underworld. Uh, slaying monsters and building a name for herself. And her main goal now, though, is kind of rooted in her history, which is she's going to use her unique weapon and defeat any threats that could threaten her homeland. And the legend grows, and she enjoys fighting, and people kind of see her as a beacon of hope as well and join her in her fighting, which is something Legends of Runeterra has done, is giving us followers that become part of her crew, like One Piece kind of style, right? Uh, but the right. one key detail at the end of the story, because this is a short one, um, is that the weapon she uses is related to the power of Ashless, which is a demon. So uh, yep. that and can be... The- that's like a Balor whip coming back with the whip of a Balor and being like, "No, I'm a good oh. guy." He's yeah, like, like ah! no, like it, it. It would be yeah, to that comparison. It would be like if Gandalf, if Gandalf came back after fighting the Balrog, mm-hmm. uh, and instead of being Gandalf the White with his staff and the sword that he fell with, he came back Gandalf the Red with Balrog's whip. All mm-hmm. right, like. You wouldn't be looking at him going, this is the same Gandalf and he lives. Praise be. Like, Aragorn probably would have been like, yo, something's wrong. And Legolas would have been like firing on sight. Yeah. yeah. And they already <laughs> fired. They fired on sight when he was Gandalf the White. All right. Like, <laughs> come on. True. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, it, it's also a thing of like, you know, Neela, like not only does she come back wielding something that is referenced, like basically a direct reference to Ashlesh as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the legend that she grows when she comes back is like, you're not going to question her too much on it. Right. Because uh, just as far as the first excerpt of when she comes out wielding the weapon of Ashlesh uh, is she fights the grandmother Viper, which is the, invi- the invincible or no, uh, she fights uh, Grandmother Viper, which is one of the most ancient myths. She fights mm-hmm. the invincible progenitor of all ca- Camavoran dragons, Imago. And she fights the demon of change of the Carnelian Valley, <laughs> which is a Timmy God Nabavelkis. All right. Like she, the she's not just taking out big threats. She's yeah. taking out the biggest threats yeah it's as if this is like captain marvel when she comes back to earth uh-huh. and it's like what y'all had trouble with thanos punches thanos like in, <laughs> like 
basically into the next universe, right? Like she, uh, that's what everyone's looking at when Neela comes back. So yeah, well, you're not going to question her because when she hits you, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned when she hits you because if you want a more grounded example, just look at Mike Tyson's career. That's that's Neela, right? Comes out of nowhere and is knocking out titans in the industry, right? Yeah, it's pretty well. All right, but, well. Well, hey, take us to the card so yeah. we could dive into our, our questions. <laughs> oh, nice choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a show. <laughs> we should do a podcast. <laughs> so Neela is a two cost two three. She has brash, which is a newer keyword at the time. And also attack, create a slipstream in the top six cards of your deck and then to level up you've drawn 16 plus cards. So what Brash is, is in Magic the Gathering, you have an example of this, which is units with Brash cannot have blocks declared against them using units with two or less health, right? It gives you a bit of um, evasion without making you completely uh, invulnerable. Right. Uh, and this, uh, I really like uh, as far as like Neela being the face of this new mechanic, because uh, even at the beginning, if you don't read her bio, like if you just read like the champion description, like in the League of Legends client, uh, it is even says that it's like she's not going to she's not going to get off of her chair for any easy fight. Right. Like she's not getting out of her chair for a bar fight. She wants to fight the biggest baddest threats yeah. of all the runeterra so the i like that she's the face of brash because it's like no you're not gonna block me with your one one like Neela doesn't <laughs> care about that one one <laughs> no chumping no chumps no free uh, clout <laughs> yeah no chumps no free clout uh now the slipstream that she creates is a one mana burst speed spell that lets you draw two and grants them fleeting uh so I, like this is going to be a character, a champion that is going to cycle through your deck really fast, which is important for a level up, which is you have drawn 16 plus cards. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have the same thing, right? You get the plus one, uh, plus one that you're used to. And then on attack, she does slipstream in this top six cards, but she also deals two damage to all enemies and the enemy nexus, but they cannot drop below one health from this damage. So if you're familiar with current modern Maggot, ma Maggot, not Maggot, Magic, <laughs> Magic the Gathering, um, you know that they're doing their damnedest to not make cards broken. So they'll do things like you can only activate this as a sorcery. You can only activate this once per turn. This is kind of the limit her sweeping ability, right? You can't just wipe out. Even though they can't block her because, once again, two toughness, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. They also want to give you a uh, a combat trick, but you still have to work for it, right? Yeah. I I mean, this is – I understand as far as, like, the balancing side of things that, like, this is a good thing. Um, as someone who has tortured myself by playing Magic for many <laughs> years, uh, you know, like, you cowards, let me wipe the board. Um, <laughs> Well, but even with even without the you know the actual board wiping, like this is just a very strong, a very strong effect because because of the brash because you're you are putting in two damage onto the nexus every time. That's nothing to sneeze at, and then the like since you're lowering lowering their toughness, that means it 
she's going to be even harder to block than she already was because she's constantly lowering their toughness without killing them, which yeah. could be something that you can play around because, oh, I'm not going to kill your stuff because then you're going to play something with full health and I'm just, I could be evasive. So there are, there's ways that you can still kind of abuse this even with that in there. Um, exactly. I, for one, I, for one, love this card specifically for the art. Like, oh, do yourself a favor. Oh, yes. Open the full art. Just breathe it in. Make it your desktop background. Look at it every day. Holy cow. It is gorgeous. Were, yeah. Um, uh, I'm, so, I'm going to do something This one was Spider Axe 3D. Yeah. Thank you. Or Spider Axe 30. Thank you. Thank you, Spider Axe. <laughs> I love you. You're my hero. I love this art. So I'm going to do something a bit different here where I'm going to read the second card quote first and then the first one because the first uh -oh. one leads to further discussion. So, or the, the last one will. So the flipped version has monster. I'm called Neela of the seventh layer. It is my name, not yours, which will be remembered by history. Now there's irony here. <laughs> just a little bit now that you know the story <laughs> she's like it won't happen again fool me once <laughs> shame on you <laughs> fool me twice yeah so and, and, yeah. And, and, like that's that's like getting called out for like oh you can't spell and you're getting called out by like a two-year-old that you yeah. can't spell like why the, the disrespect <laughs> So the monster she's talking about is an actual card in the game, uh, which is just a battle that she comes across. Remember, she's battling monsters kind of daily. And we'll talk about that at a later time. We want to get to the main quote here on the first side of her card. It says, quote, in the north, a new challenger awaits Neela and her monster hunting crew, a creature called the Vola Bear, who threatens mm -hmm. to destroy the Freljord that once worshipped him. For Neela, the chance to test her skills against a monster others call a god is a, an opportunity of a lifetime, not to mention the lesser monstrosities she will add to her list of accomplishments along the way. Now, there's a lot going on here. We'll start with the obvious Vola Bear shout out. Yo! Uh, <laughs> Long-time listeners will know how excited Ryan and I are at mm -hmm. a chance to like dive into Volibear's story, um, or specifically any Frail York character story. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're about. We know what we like. Um, so that that is already there. But yes, Volibear is considered a god. Uh, again, for our long-time listeners, our Orin episode, uh, the Frail Yord was basically shaped by the battle of Orn and Volibear, mm -hmm. uh, or at least the Frail Yord as we know it in current day was shaped by their battle. So that like for Neela, who is one, a nerd who loves reading up on these like fantastical stories, who is now turned into a, a warrior that a warrior who basically won't get out of her chair unless, you know, it's a way to like, set her legacy in stone yeah volibear is the perfect target right yeah the volibear is a perfect target i also excited that she's going to the Yord, um not only because of the fight with volibear but it's a bilgewater character traveling to the Yord, which means there's a chance that like she would cross paths with olaf 
And mm. Olaf just wants to die. I like. I hope we get like Olaf uh, as a card, or we have an excuse to talk about him more on the show because yeah. I love that character. But Olaf is just like I. W- I'm so done. I need a glorious <laughs> death. And like I could just imagine the two of them running at each other, having the greatest of clashes, and then both of them being gassed and like. You okay? You want to reschedule a rematch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The main thing that stands out for me, and we kind of talked about this off air, um, is the geography. So it, we mentioned before that I think we did that Neela renamed herself. That's her new name um, yes. after the river that runs through the center of yeah. the continent that Shrima's on. Right. right. So we we did not point that out as far as okay. outright, but we did say that she renamed herself. Yes. Uh. So, but the Nila is the name of a river that is a, considered a holy site of, of her homeland. Exactly. Right. And this runs east to west, or west to east, because it starts at the base of Targon, does not cut through it, and then runs into the Gulf to the west of Bilgewater. And if you remember your geography lessons from Terra, Freljord is a long ways from all of that. A long way. <laughs> and that means that if she's currently around the Bilgewater area, she'll have to pass by Ionia, Noxus, get to the east coast, which is like the peak of Freljord, and then work her way south. Um, through yep. possible contested Noxian territory into Freljord to fight Volibear. There's a lot going on, and this is an adventure. And it's funny because this quote puts us at the beginning of that adventure. She's, remember, smile on her face, always looking forward. But going through this hell can change a person. I mean, like, they, going through that kind of hell is going to be the ultimate test to that smile on her face, right? Yeah. Like... Because uh, at this point, like she's just trying to grow her own legacy, and she's a nerd having the time of her life. Yeah, like, like this is that is the kind of journey that could really put reality into perspective. Um, uh, and as far as like the something that we bring up all the time is you know the potential of an MMO. Uh, so right, we want that game so bad. <laughs> um, but like the MMO implications of it mm-hmm. could really open up as far as like how players travel across the world yeah. uh, because then you wouldn't be locked to just like traveling like or you wouldn't be locked to just having Piltover being your center hub, right? Because logically that's still going to be the center hub, yeah. but it gives you the – it opens up doors to actually travel – in you know more archaic fashions instead of just hex hex gating yourself mm-hmm. over um and then as far as like for neela's adventure like what if like you know w- what if like she's crossing over these noxian contested areas and she gets tired of the follies of man because she doesn't want to fight soldiers yeah she she that's not going to grow her legacy or anything. She's not fighting to expand, like she's not fighting for political gain. She's not fighting to expand territory. So fighting soldiers is not something she's not going to want to do. So yep. what if she just is like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go back backwards to try to get into Piltover and see if somebody can hexgate me over there too. Like that, it, it, that kind of story could open a lot of doors into the the champions that she runs into along the way. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now I. For one, uh, 
like something that we didn't really talk about was Ashlesh the demon itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because we we talked about the that Ashlesh is a demon that is trying to consume like the other powerful demons and other gods, which ended up making the coalition of heroes that Neela wanted to go find. Um, but we didn't talk about the appearance of Ashlesh. All right. And so in that story, it's uh, this is a direct quote. It spoke of the fantastical Lord of Joy, Ashlesh, a many limbed beast who menaced the world along with its nine ferocious siblings. Um, I hear many limbs. <laughs> I also hear of, you know, the hero that comes back from the underworld naming themselves after a river that is fighting with the form of Ashlesh, which is taking the form of water, many limbs and water, I start hearing Nakakaburos. <gasps> so what if like the greatest threat that she's looking for actually still exists and is being worshipped by some mem like the tribal members of Bilgewater? Yeah. Like that, like I'm I might be, you know, kind of reaching on that one, but not I really. feel like I'm not. I feel I like mean, I'm not reaching. Even if you're reaching, you're reaching with, you know, your strongest tentacle. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I was about sense. to say this is why I picked a tentacle card. And then you're like, <laughs> you already you already went down into the gutter. Before my I apologies. <laughs> you didn't see it, guys, but he tipped his fedora at me. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. That lines up. And, you you know, as far as most recent popularities, if Riot wanted to, this is their in, like Neela, because in Legends of Runeterra, they actually gave her a crew and they look like interesting characters. They have cards. They could expand this and that could be their one piece element of their story, right? Their crew with the joyous captain that has a mysterious background, wants to go on adventures and find the strongest things. But the crew could be the part where it pulls her more out of that legendary mode into being more like we find out are you more human or are you something different as your crew suffers through this journey right they can be that outlet uh, for telling that story and creating a more dynamic character and and we already know that like uh, with the little bit that we were given we know that the crew is already like a good bit different than her Mm -hmm. um if for if you did take the time to open up the full card art out there, you know, like it, it's great, isn't it beautiful? Uh, you're welcome for me telling you that. <laughs> uh, but the on the front side of Neela's card, the full card art, the Wizened Helmsman's there, yeah. right? And like, if you remember his quote, like he is he is not anywhere like Neela. He's clearly like an old spirit. If you know, just kind of speaking, I don't know if he's physically old, but you know, he, at heart, he's an old wise guy. Yeah. Like he's, he's just there trying to like keep everybody in line and keep everyone on task and remember the bigger picture. It's more, it's better to be more like a river because you will end up expanding and touching more shores over time. And you just kind of want to sit down and listen to him tell a story. That's very different than Neela. <laughs> like and that's only one one of these crew members that we've got like if riot does decide to go deeper on like you know exploring Neela's team and that crew there's that's a lot of different stories there too 
And this is all just assuming that, you know, she does go straight to Volibear. Like, she's even saying, she's even saying that it's like, oh, there's going to be a lot of baddies to kill along the way. Yeah. So the adventure is only beginning for Neela. And that's after reading off that list of all the different gods and dragons she's killed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're, we've been talking off your ear uh, because like we mentioned in the previous episode, this is, a, this is a reveal that has expanded things even more. Then I mean, we say there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're not joking, right? We're we're I mean, we're saying there's yeah. a lot, and now we're proving it to you. That's why we're putting so much effort into these episodes to really get your mind wrapped around about how much is out there uh, in the Rune Terra lore. Yep, uh, and then whether or not like we actually we're actually correct about it because there's so much to it that uh, this kind of discussion is us just kind of saying like what we think it could be yeah. right because uh, again Neela came out with amnesia she didn't tell us anything about the underworld we still don't know a lot about it <laughs> and this is the first time we're talking about it it's kind of like yeah we don't know at least um, Kaisa told us <laughs> at least at least Kaisa told us what happened right like geez <laughs> But all right, we're done. That's it. We gave yeah, you enough. It. It's been 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you, if you guys stuck around for all of this, yeah. like you are real ones. Uh, and uh, it's nice to know that there are people that get just ex as excited about these kinds of stories as we do. And we thank you for listening because we, I had a lot of fun making this. Yeah. As he said, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. And we'll talk about her more. Yeah. Take care, everybody.